Welcome to True Story, the public relations podcast, a space where we get a peek behind the scenes of brands and businesses that have a real story to tell. Because in today's world, we are done with perfect and fake. We want to support brands that aren't afraid to show their true colors. I'm your host, Whitney Lee, the founder of True Story PR, an agency focused on helping businesses show up authentically through their social media, PR, and more. We pride ourselves on always keeping it real. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to chat with y'all today. This is a really fun topic for me uh, because I think a lot of people uh, scratch their heads when they're not getting the results that they want, and I think I might have a solution for you. So this one is all about the hardest marketing mystery to crack. So are you, if you're listening to this, Maybe you've had this issue before. You're getting a lot of click-throughs. You're getting a lot of views. Maybe you're getting people to put stuff in their cart. It just depends on your business type. You're getting a lot of impressions. Your ads are doing really well, but nobody's actually buying, right? Have you ever had that problem? Um, and this is where people are left scratching their head. So we talk a lot on this podcast about strategies, right? Like how to get people to your email list, how to get people to engage with your social media, how to get them to follow you on social media, how to get them to click on stuff, you know, like, yeah, promotions are really, really great. Um, all of that, you know, is helpful and all those strategies really do play a role But a lot of times when I see that everything else is lining up, one thing I do look at is, you know, if if all of that's happening, like lots of click-throughs, lots of people putting in their cart and nobody's buying, first of all, the first thing I look at is pricing. Hopefully your your client and or or the business that you work with was already like looking into competitive pricing, like where are their competitors, where do they lie on the spectrum versus what they're offering versus what other people are offering. It could just be a pricing thing where you're like 10 times more expensive than anyone on the market. Um, so that's something you might want to look at. But honestly, what I see, it, I mean, you're ultimately, if we had to like boil this whole issue down, your issue is that people aren't taking action, right? That they are, or let me say, they're not closing the deal. They're taking some actions, but they're not taking the most important action. So, or maybe they're not taking any actions. Maybe you're at the beginning, you're like, yo, I can't even get somebody to click through. I can't even get somebody to follow me on social media. Here's what I find it usually is. It's your copy. It's the words that you're writing. The words that you're writing aren't efficiently either explaining what you do. It's not, it's not resonating with the right person. You know, I always say that our superpower of an, as an agency is that we help people get in the right place with the right message. And you have to have both of that. A lot of times I meet people that call the agency, they want to hire us, and they usually say one of two things, like, I, you know, something's not working, they're not getting the customers that they want, and when I look at it, they're either using the wrong platforms, like they're on the wrong social media outlets, they're buying ads in a place that's completely pointless, like they're putting out their their information in the wrong place, 
but their information is good. They're just, they're just in the wrong place. They're fishing in the wrong pond, right? Or option B is that they're, they're in the, all the right places. They're on the right platforms where their potential customers are and what they're writing is not resonating. And 95% of the time, that's really what it is. You know, the first issue, like being in the wrong place, we can fix that pretty quickly. But where people really have a hard time is like how to write things to get people to take action. And y'all like writing, I preach on this all the time. People don't realize how much writing goes into public relations and marketing. Writing is everything. Your ability to write will literally make or break your career. I te- I, um, I speak to a lot of student groups and I, I preach that to them all the time because I see in the hiring process, and, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but usually the younger generation, if they're under about the age of 30, I have a really hard time finding somebody who is very strong writer grammatically and knows AP style. It is really, really hard to find. And I think it's just because they were raised with social media and it's such a, so it's such a, um, relaxed, casual environment that, you know, like casual writing is accepted, but my God, when I was growing up, they hammered, my school hammered us on grammar. Uh, and, and it's literally one of my strongest things, but being good at grammar and AP style still doesn't make you a great copywriter for marketing and PR. It's like, you've got to know how to craft it. It doesn't matter if it's grammatically sound or if it's fluffy and it's beautiful and it sounds exciting and interesting. If it doesn't get somebody to take action, it doesn't matter you know? Uh, and, and also a really valuable thing is like knowing the difference in the different areas. So the way you write something for social media is totally different from the way you write something for email or the way you write in a press release or the way you write a pitch email to a journalist for editorial consideration. Like all of those are different. And if y'all are in them for people in the industry listening right now, they're like, duh, Whitney, this is so one one Um, but I still think that like, we've always got to refine our copywriting, you know? So I think I put together a short list of like things to think about when you're writing copy to help it, to help your person take action. And it's, what's funny is none of these points that I'm about to say have anything to do with what the actual call to action is. We call it a CTA, CTA call to action. It's not like learn more or click here to buy. Like none of that matters. That's not what I'm even here to talk about today. Those actual like final words at the end, click here or whatever, like that, that, I mean, yeah, they need to be on there, I guess, if you need someone to take action or you need to supply them with a, a button that's visually friendly and that kind of thing. But that's not what we're going to talk about. Number one on the list is I want you, when you're writing something, we all know who our customer is, right? Um, maybe you're reaching moms, okay? Um, you want, when you write something to them, you want them to literally feel so seen when they, when they read that. I always jokingly, when I talk to people about this, I say, can you imagine if I opened an email blast and the email blast said, are you a 37 year old woman who owns a public relations company? You live in Florida, but you were originally born and raised in Mississippi. If I would literally like, huh, wait, wait, did they write this email to, to me? Cause that is, that is literally me. 
Like a 37 year old woman originally from Mississippi lives in Florida, owns a public relations company. Oh my God, that's absolutely me. Like, how did they know that's me? That is how I want your customer or your potential customer to feel when you write something. And this is why I think it's really important to identify who your target audience is. And I know that some businesses reach a more broad audience. For example, a restaurant, we work with a lot of hospitality groups. So most restaurants aren't boiling it down to like, we only want to serve moms between the age of 32 and 38, you know, like that. Yeah. Restaurants are kind of for a a greater audience, but I still think even within that, you can dial it in of like, our audience is, you know, like, um, if it's a super family friendly restaurant, you're targeting families. Like you've got to narrow it down to know exactly who really is your like prime audience, because when they read that, they're going to feel immediately so connected of like, Oh my God, I need to pay attention because this is exactly what I've been looking for. This is something I might like or need or want, or other women that own PR agencies, (laughs) maybe using this tool or something like that. So number one is like, you need your customer to feel so seen. And I think this is also why it's important to, if you have multiple different people within your target audience, um, then you need to have unique messaging for each one. And in the platforms or in the space that you're talking to that person, you use that language. You know what I mean? So you want them to feel so seen when they hear your messaging or read your copy. Okay. Um, number two is you want to speak to their pain point. Okay. So there's some reason, especially with like a service or a product for all my service and products, people out there there, you've got to speak to their pain point. Cause this, again, it kind of goes back to number one of like, it makes them feel seen. Uh, and I am not a fan of negative marketing. My team knows this. I talk about this all the time, uh, but I actually heard someone speak about this and they make a very, very valid point when it comes down to it. What are you going to take action more on? Are you going to take action more on pain, the pain that is ailing you, that's bugging you to death? Or are you going to take action on like, oh, this reward over here, I might get this. Okay. Most people are going to, to, they're more likely to take action and take action more rapidly based on some kind of pain that they're experiencing because they're so obsessed with getting rid of that pain. I'll give you an example. Losing weight. What are you more you know, what are you more enticed by? Like, you're going to feel great and you're going to have six pack abs and you're going to look hot in a bikini. Or what bothers you more is your pants are too tight. You look in the mirror and you don't like what you see and you don't feel good. You don't feel like yourself. You feel bloated. You feel heavy. You can't run. You can't be active with your kids. You can't, those pains that strikes you deeply of like, I'm sick of feeling this way. And that is going to get you to take action more than like, don't you want six pack abs? You know, um, that is so you've got to speak to their pain point. We are going to talk about that destination. That'll come next in our next point. We are going to talk about the destination, but first you really, the way to like grab their attention is to identify. And again, if you know your audience really well, identify that pain that they feel. Okay. I'm going to give you a restaurant example. Cause I like to go back to restaurants cause it's such a broad audience. Um, think about 
if you're, uh, we'll go to the family friendly restaurant idea. You know, when you, you are a family and you're trying to go out to eat, I don't have children, but I have three nieces and I've seen this firsthand a lot. Um, you're going out to eat and the kids, I mean, you literally have like five minutes to enjoy because they are destroying the whole table. They're running around the restaurant. They're making a huge scene. You can't even enjoy yourself. Your food comes out. It gets cold. You end up taking it to go box. Then your kid snatches it out of your hand and it falls all over the floor and all your food just, you don't even get your food anymore. Like it's a nightmare, right? Don't you want, you know, like, okay, there, I just talked about your pain point. Don't you want an option where your kids can be super safe and they're like sitting right over there in the sandcastle pit or whatever, and they're playing and you can see them, but you and your spouse can sit there, have a cocktail and enjoy your hot meal while your kids run their little hearts out. And it doesn't matter. They're not disturbing other people. They're not destroying the restaurant. That is a welcomed activity at that place. Okay. That is how like there are restaurants like Lulu's and Destin. Lulu's is that in general. And that's exactly like, uh, that is a, a perfect example of like, I talked about their pain point because if you're a parent out there, probably everything I just said to you, you're like, Oh God, I've been through that a million times. And that's why I don't go out to eat anymore. And then the second half was like providing them with like the destination of like, Oh my God, like, yeah, I would love to find a place that has a huge, playground right there where I can see and they still have good food and cocktails and we could, Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Give me that. Like that is one reason why restaurants like that are so, so successful is because again, I just spoke to their pain point. So number three is going to be sell them on the destination. Okay. You make them feel seen. You speak to their pain point. You sell them on the destination, not necessarily the journey. Okay. So you're like, wait a minute. What does that mean? I'm, I'm a, I'm an example junkie. Okay. Selling them on the destination. Let's go back to the gym example for this. Um, I was actually talking with my friend that owns a gym and we were just talking about marketing it and how to get more people excited and interested and open to it and things like that. And I said, you've got to sell them on the destination, the pain point and the destination, not the journey. You know, what's not going to get me to come into a gym, uh, to hear all the hell I'm going to go through to think about doing a hundred box jumps and 50 burpees and 27 pull-ups and uh, ride on a bike for an hour uh, and a hundred squats. Like, no, none of that is going to get me excited or interested. You know, what's going to get me interested Exactly what I said before. You don't feel your best. You feel weak. You feel bloated. You feel disgusting. Your clothes are too tight. You don't like what you see when you look in the mirror. You've lost who you are. Like that pain. Oh, like, yeah, I've been there. Trust me, y'all. I've gained and lost 35 pounds three times in my life. I know that pain. It is a disgusting, terrible way to feel. And I'll never feel that way again. Hear me right now. That's a promise to everybody. I'll never feel that way again. I mean, sometimes I still feel gross after trips and after the holidays, but you know what I mean? Like I'm never going back to that level of pain. And, and after that, so that's my pain of like, oh, you don't love yourself. You don't feel good. Ugh. And then the destination is you feel your best. You look in the mirror and you feel proud of yourself. Your clothes fit better. Your skin looks better. You're in a better mood. You have more energy. You feel strong. You, you know, like 
that you have a six pack. Okay. I'm working on it. But then you sell them on the destination. You know what? I Again, I didn't mention all the disgusting, scary work I'm going to have to do in the middle because that's not going to sell it. And they don't need to know that up front. All they need to know is here's the problem. If you have this problem, I have this solution, you know, which leads me to my next point is that your copy really needs to be short and to the point. I don't want you to like cut out too much. I want you to be able to lean into like making them feel seen with that pain point and that destination. But at the same time, keeping that as succinct as possible. So no, you don't have to cram it all into two sentences, but don't write 36 paragraphs. Nobody is reading all of that anymore unless they're like diving deep into research. Put that on your blog. Perfect. But for like your social media and your email and other things like that, you've got to get that feel seen, share the pain point, share the destination. You've got to make that as succinct as possible because y'all know we have short attention spans and it's only getting shorter and shorter, especially as like Gen Z is starting to move into um, an age when they're going to start being like customers and buyers. They already are in a way, uh, but as they start getting into their late 20s and 30s, like they've got even shorter of an attention span than the older generations do. So it's got to be short and to the point. Okay. Um, And the next point is kind of about that is here's how to do that is like, you need to write the most, put the most important facts first. I think sometimes we're used to, yes, storytelling. I'm all about storytelling and marketing. I think that's so key is like making people feel seen, drawing them in, getting them, you know, emotionally invested, that kind of thing. So I do think that there's, it's important to do storytelling. Um, but, but the way you lead into that is very, very important. So you're going to put the most important information first and then travel back in time to, to tell them the backstory as needed. So here's an example. Like, you know, if I started out a story that was like, it was a cold winter day in Minnesota and a boy got up and put on his shoes. He walked down the street. You're, you're already bored. I'm bored telling you the damn story. Okay. So <laughs> don't start the story with that. You're going to start the story with the hook line. That's like my, you know, this young boy's life changed the day he suddenly became a millionaire. It was a cold winter day and Bradley woke up and blah, blah, blah. You see what I mean? You got to have like the hook at the very beginning of whatever you're writing, you know? So think about that. How can you hook them, make them feel seen, sharing that pain point of like, are you experiencing this, you know? Um, And then sell them on the destination. Keep it short and to the point put the most important facts first. And if it starts getting too long, get them to click through to go to your website to read all the details. You know, your job on platforms like social, especially and email is to hook them and then get them to go back and learn more through your website or through your blog or whatever the case may be. So really think about the copy that you're putting out there every time. Um, because I think this is some, you know, this is a a skill that 
it's like a multifaceted skill. Yes, you have to be a good writer and an eloquent writer and, um, you know, grammatically sound and all that. But then this is like the next level in becoming a strategic writer. And I'm not even going to say I'm perfect at it. I'm definitely not. Nobody's ever perfect at it, you know, and, and writing is so subjective that different things resonate with different people. But that goes back to if you know your person and you know what they need because your product or service is providing that to them, then you already know why they need it. Why they need it is the pain point, right? And you already know the destination they're trying to get to and you have the tool to get them there. So you can't make it salesy. You got to make it about them, not about you. Actually, I should make that number six. Make it about them, not about you. Oh, do you feel gross? Well, we do we have the product for you? No, you know, make it about them. They're going through this pain and this is where they're trying to get. Learn more about how to, how we can help you get there. You know, make it more about them and then call them to action at the end. So I hope this is helpful for you. Um, I should have totally have a copywriter. There's so many good ones that I've encountered. Um, there are some people out there that literally that's all they do for a living is like they look at people's websites and they redesign all the copy. And uh, gosh, I heard one guy speak at a conference. I'm going to dig up his name. I swear. He's awesome. Um, and he looks at people's website tweaks the copy and he has so many like stats and results to show how he legitimately changed the amount of people taking action on that website. Like their sales went up, their email blast numbers went up, everything went up just by rewording and kind of like putting things in the right um, order. So Y'all, I hope this is helpful for you. Maybe this helps open your eyes or crack the mystery to you, but uh, copywriting is such a hot thing. So, hey, if you ever have a topic that you want me to talk about, or maybe you know somebody who'd be a bomb guest, I am all ears and I would love your suggestions. Uh, So feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram. It's the Whitney Lee, L-E-E. Or you can find Whitney Lee on LinkedIn. And of course, True Story PR. Uh, our, we're all over every single social media platform. Or you can find our website at truestorypr.co. So thanks for tuning in, y'all. And I'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please take a moment to screenshot this episode and share it to social media using hashtag TrueStoryPR or better yet, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in. See you next time for another True Story.